Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Be merciful just as your heavenly Father is merciful. Now, if those words don't shake you up at least a little bit, you haven't been listening very carefully. Imagine being part of the Jewish audience at that time. They were living in an occupied country. They enjoyed none of the rights that we now take for granted. Love your enemies. Yet that's what Jesus said. That's what the Savior said to the people of his time, and he says those words to us as well. Bless those that curse you. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. That was a tall order for the first century Jew, and it's a tall order for us as well. And yet this is what we must do. This is what we must be to be a follower of Christ. But is it possible? Well, of course, Jesus does not make impossible demands. I won't say he doesn't make difficult ones. But here's some gospel truth. God is love. And everything he asks, everything he wants for us, is good and holy and life-giving. The scriptures tell us the love of God consists precisely in this, that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. If you doubt his love, if you doubt his love for one second, just look at the cross. Look at his pierced hands. Look at his pierced feet. See the wound in his side and doubt no longer. The Christ who makes such demands of us asks for no more than he has already fulfilled in his own life. I'm sure you remember those words that he spoke on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. But what about us? Jesus is the God-man, pure love, infinite love. How can we, poor mortals, forgive and love and do good as he did? Isn't it too much to ask? Well, in one way it is. I fully agree with that. Unaided by grace... Depending only upon our own natural gifts, we cannot measure up. We cannot love as he loved and as he continues to love. We take a deeper look. We notice that I mentioned how Jesus, while dying on the cross, forgave his enemies, saying they know not what they do. Well, who were his enemies? And why didn't they realize what they were doing? Why didn't they realize who Jesus was. His enemies, of course, were those calling for his death and those who nailed him to the cross. And, of course, neither they nor most of his followers, his disciples, really knew who he actually was until after he rose from the dead. And so they were ignorant. They didn't know they were killing the Lord of glory. But this should shake us up because... Do you know who else are the enemies of the Lord? Everyone who sins. Oh, that means you and I are enemies of God. For all of us have and do sin. And what's really disturbing is we know just what we're doing. We're not ignorant of who Christ is. We have no excuse. Yet we believe and we know and we hold on to that truth that the love of God consists in this that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. 
Sin's a big deal. Sin nailed the sinless one to the cross. And we must depend completely upon his mercy, not on our own natural efforts. And the all-merciful one commands us to be merciful as well. Is there anyone here in this church today who does not pray every day, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us? Do we mean those words? Do we, with God's grace, put them into action? I've already said that unaided by grace, depending upon our own natural gifts, we cannot measure up. We cannot love as he loved. We cannot forgive as he forgives. Our second reading today from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians may be of help. He writes to them and he says that we were like Adam, the first man, who was from the earth, earthly. That's our sinful self, our Adam-like quality. But of those who have come to the mercy seat of the cross, Paul says, Just as we have borne the image of the earthly one, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly one, of Christ, the last Adam. It is impossible to love our enemies, to bless those who curse us, to be merciful, just as our heavenly Father is merciful, without grace. But we who believe, we who have been baptized, have Christ dwelling within us. And as the scripture says, You belong to God, and the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Your strength, your ability to love, your enemies, to bless those who curse you, to be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful, is possible precisely and only because Christ dwells within you. And within you is the Holy Spirit with all of the gifts that you need to respond to God's call to you. Within you, within you is that spirit, those gifts that give you the wisdom and the courage to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ. The Catechism of the Catholic Church echoes a saying that the ancient church fathers used to say, the Son of God became man so that man might become God. As John the Evangelist says in his first letter in the scriptures, Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall become like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's the question. Do you want to be like God? Of course you do. Forgive, bless, do good, be merciful, Love your enemies, all by the power of Christ within you. The Lord is kind and merciful, and he that is within you calls you and me and all who have answered the call to follow him to be kind and merciful as well. We all know this. It's just logical. We'll all reap what we sow. If we sow love, if we sow kindness, if we sow mercy, if we sow forgiveness... That's what we will reap. May this world, which is now so angry and divided and so unforgiving, so lost in sin, be changed, starting with each one of you as an individual, starting with your family, starting with the people of St. Patrick's and St. John's and St. Michael's. 
May we all be changed so much by the mighty power of God acting within us, by Christ within us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can bring about a kingdom of light and peace and happiness and joy. Let there be peace on earth, the song says, and let it begin with me.